All right, we are back. Best hour of their day. A lot of people, a lot of people were reaching out to me about the 50 back squats. Dude, you, I, I can't believe it. I am impressed. This is, this is our first talk since it happened when I was out of breath and, you know, we were all kind of reeling in the excitement of me finishing. But now that you guys have had a week to reflect on it, I'm sure you've thought a lot about it. What are your What are your thoughts a week later, Fern? I have not thought about it since. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I, I was proud of you, I, and I think I just saw, I had a very brief moment when you're doing. I was like, he set us up for this. Like he already knew he could do this. Is like you lowballed it, and so I feel like you kind of mailed that in a little bit. Like I don't really. Think yeah, wa watching you do it, I realized it was not nearly the feat that I once thought it was. That being said, you still accomplished the task, so that was good. Um, That's, but, but now it's like probably 80% of the members at our gym, both men and women, could do 185 <laughs> for 50 reps <laughs> in our affiliate. I'm pretty sure. I, I think what you're saying is you're upset that I was confident at something I could do. I told you all along I could do it. How was that no, I'm not upset. I'm not upset at your confidence. I think you're, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. You did great. You look I, good doing it, too. I agree. I said afterwards, I don't think, I said to you guys, it's either, either this is more impressive than I realized because I didn't think it was a big deal. Like I was like, I should be able to do this or people really had no faith in my fitness. Maybe a little both. <laughs> a little bit of both. And I'm now, it, it, what it also does is it takes me back to those 21 front squats at 185. And I'm trying to figure out what was going on there because you would think with 50 back squats at 185 with no issue. No, it's now a if we were gonna, if we were going to approach that workout before, I would assume that you would be able to do 21. So the fact that you got to like 12 before you almost started to die, that was I, I'm just I'm unsure of who you are as an athlete at this point. But or or maybe because he's been spending time just moving better in order to move better. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's just fitter. <laughs> How about that quote? That got a lot of that got a lot of shares. That was pretty profound. Yeah, try to move better. That's a that's an interesting concept there. Well, I mean, I think if you're truly going to compare, everyone's back squats typically thirty percent heavier than their front squat. So there's. Yeah, that. I was going to say. I was going to say 120, 130 percent probably. Yeah, yeah. So and then throw into there that there's just no place to rest. With the front in a front squat. squat. Yeah, that, that's why. Like on the back squat, I'm just resting half the time. So I don't know, man. You look pretty restful when both of your arms were out in front. That <laughs> Frankenstein version of the front squat. That will be the next challenge. I think I can do that. There was also <laughs> do, a lot of hype behind what? it. Do what? The 21 at, at 185 front squats. No, no. I mean, not just that. It needs to be the, that workout with every set unbroken. <laughs> oh. Without a time... Uh, frame that's not as you know i can rest no no it time, needs to be like the it needs to be maintaining the stimulus it's stimulus of the workout which was <laughs> what like sub 10 minutes eight minutes ish something All like right. that let me let me think about that i think it helped that there was so much hype going on at the summit as well yeah that didn't hurt anything at all all right so let's dive into this week's topic you know <laughs> if if you if you're listening and you still want to reach out to congratulate me about the box watts that's fine i'll take your messages <laughs> I'll take your gifts and adulations, but we're going to talk about a really serious topic today. Something that's at least near and dear to my heart where I get frustrated about it is 
the overall consensus that CrossFit owes us something. And maybe that's a really broad way of putting it. We were kind of discussing before we got on, how do we set this up appropriately? But I think everyone in this day and age is getting a little too entitled by their expectations of what CrossFit HQ owes them. Recently, there was a post in the in one of the affiliate owners group. We're not going to use names or read the post directly. But if you're in those affiliate groups, I'm sure you know what we're talking about. And if you don't, go find it. But someone complained about CrossFit a day later. He got an email from Coach Glassman taking away his affiliate. So first and foremost, let's just look at that from that perspective, Fern. What do you think about that move? Coach Glassman just basically slapping his balls on the table and saying, <laughs> saying your affiliate is gone. Well, there, so there, what, what is interesting to me is that a lot of people thought that was inappropriate, but I, that is just really confusing to me. I don't know why that's inappropriate. You have somebody who is complaining that they don't want to be a part of the community more. And Todd brought up a good point before we hit record, which is if you had a member in your gym who was like, this gym is garbage. Like, I don't want to do this anymore because you guys changed the programming. What would you tell them? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's an easy one. That's when I heard this story, somebody was telling me about it this weekend and they were, you know, having the argument on each side. And that's, that was the point that I brought up is like somebody came into my gym was telling myself and the other people in my gym how bad the programming sucked and how bad the facility was and the coaching sucked, I'd be like, then don't be a part of this place. Why would you want to be a part of something that you don't appreciate or like? And I would send you on your way. Um, so I don't see why that there's such outrage on the fact that that's what coach did. Like, you don't like my product. Don't use my product. Don't be a part of my community. Go somewhere else. Do what you think is appropriate for you. That doesn't make any sense to me. So. And and what I was going to say is this brings up a good, that's a good segue because a lot of this discussion stems from people who are wanting to rebrand their gym, right? And there's, there's multiple discussions to be had here. And one of the big ones that I'll bring up in a little bit is one that people have not thought of, right? But people are rebranding. So for instance, if you listen to our previous episode with Stu Brower, like he did a uh, uh, kind of a seminar on that. And I like Stu. I think he does a lot of things really well. And I think a lot of CrossFit affiliates should be taking some of the, the information that he's using and using for their CrossFit affiliates. I don't, however, totally agree with, with Stu on rebranding, right? Here, here's the situation where I think you should rebrand. You don't believe in CrossFit anymore. You don't want to program and you don't want to do CrossFit anymore. Then rebrand and don't do it. Just like we wouldn't want you in the gym. The CrossFit community doesn't need you because when somebody walks into your gym and is expecting CrossFit and they find something else, you're hurting the brand. So just rebrand and call it, you know, Jay's 50 back squat fitness or whatever you want to call it. Like it doesn't matter, but, but here's the deal. If you do that, you can't be doing CrossFit, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is the point that I've been bringing up to people, which is like you, if you just want to drop your affiliation and continue to do what you're doing, listen, I'm going to be the first one to tell you, like, I'm going to report you for IP theft. Like you can't just use the methodology and everything and forfeit the affiliate because you don't want to pay three grand because CrossFit's not giving you anything. And the reality is nothing's changed. They weren't giving you anything, all of the things that you're talking about beforehand. So this whole, this whole conversation is ridiculous. And going back to where you started, this is like, I don't know where all of a sudden everybody thinks that CrossFit owes them something. They gave you a business for nominal fee. And, and by the way, whether you 
you, you drop the brand, you drop the name of CrossFit and you take away whatever part of the, the program that you don't like. Maybe it's Olympic weightlifting or heavy days or whatever it is. If you're still doing constantly varied functional movements at high intensity, guess what you're still doing? Still CrossFit. Yeah, so because I don't you didn't know what come you, up with that idea. Yeah, by the way. So um, that's always the interesting thing. You, you hear people that disagree with the programming or disagree with a couple of the movements, but by for the most part, they're still doing the big part of the program. They're functional movements. They're varying the workouts. They're adding intensity. Hello, and, that's, that's CrossFit. Yeah, and the truth of the matter is we spoke about it on our affiliate gathering episode is if you're afraid of doing some of those movements, it's probably because you're not a good enough coach. 100%. Yeah. So what are the major gripes that we hear this day and age from affiliate owners? I mean, whether it's at a level one or level two or just people reaching out to us, let's kind of categorize what the big ones are and understand why those we still don't have the right to be upset about them. I, or, I, think I, should, what, I should rephrase it. You have the right to be upset. It's a matter of whether or not you have a right to an answer. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the first one started with the, the changes to the games last year, right? That was the first thing that, that rolled out that everybody started losing their mind with um, the elimination of regionals. And now we've got sanctionals and the bigger um, influx of people that are qualifying for the games with national champions and all of that kind of stuff. Um, number one, look at how the games went down last year. I don't know about you guys, but that was the best games that I was a part of. Um, and I hear that time and time again from people who were there. As far as the coverage was concerned, I heard that that was just as good as it had been in years past. Um, and the, the people that I heard complaining the most about that were people that were like the marginal, like regional-esque athletes um, that now didn't have that to work towards. Well, shoot, now there's 27 or whatever it is, 26, 28 sanctionals. You have a lot more opportunity to be relevant as a CrossFit athlete than you did before. Previously, if you didn't make it to the games and do well in the games, what kind of sponsorship were you going to get? And how could you make a living doing this? Nowadays, with 27 or 28 sanctionals, you can be a guy that shows up to, you know, five or 10 of those a year, finishes in the top 10, and you're going to be relevant. You might not ever make the games, and you're probably still going to be pretty relevant and maybe turn this thing into at least a career for a little bit of a while. Um, so there's a lot more opportunity to be a quote unquote professional CrossFit athlete, I think in this environment than there was in the previous environment. So same deal. I think people were, were, were freaking out based on change, which all of us do, right? Um, we're not usually excited about that, but if you take a step back and you look at it, there is way more opportunity now, um, than there ever was before. And I think, the result of the games last year, I think the direction things are going, it's only going to continue to get better. Yeah. And I think if you compared CrossFit to bigger sports that have been around a long time, you know, first CrossFit games were 2007 and it evolved, you know, you could sign up, then it's, you have to qualify. Now they've changed it a little bit, but look at some other sports. I mean, you could take a look at the UFC, which in 1993, you could bite and punch in the, to the balls. Right, like that. Those were like the rules where there are no rules. All of a sudden, 2019, and I mean the rules changed just a few years later. But without those evolutions, the UFC wouldn't be what it is today. I mean, people every Saturday night gather around watch pay-per-view events, and I'm sure you can find this similar changes in baseball. 
right? At some point they added different leagues and the designated hitter rule, all those things. It's like the sports have to evolve based on what we need. And that's all this is. People are just losing their mind about it. Yeah. The, the regionals thing makes so little sense to me that I, that I have a real, have almost no patience for the conversation. Like the opportunity for somebody to qualify for the games has gone up 300%. 300%, meaning there are three times as many opportunities to qualify to go to the games and there are three times as many spots to qualify to go to the games as a male or a female athlete. Like what are you talking about? I do not understand what the complaint is about. Okay, so you were a regional level gym in, you know, okay, the format's different. Now just be the person who dominates Wadapalooza or the Dubai Championship or whatever. But if you're just holding on to the past and being romantic about your region, guess what? Nobody cares. Like nobody gives a shit about your region. Like it doesn't matter. Well, I think that forced a lot of people that were training overtraining and with too much volume to really analyze, hey, what should I be doing? And I've seen numerous people just even at our box change their regimen, change how much volume and, and actually become fitter, healthier and happier. And, and there was no reason to be doing what they were doing. They were just spending three hours a day at the gym to make it to 40th place at regionals where now they've realized, hey, I can just be healthy I can come in, I can train, I can have fun again. And it's, it's fun to see them really enjoy CrossFit again. So yeah. what, what's gripe number two? I, probably the, uh, the social media piece, right? Coming off of social media for CrossFit HQ. Um, and I would argue that if you were simply to look at your social media feed and I had not told you that CrossFit HQ was no longer on social media, would you realize that there's any like that they're not on there? Like, is there any less CrossFit content on your social media feed? My guess is probably not. So it's out there. There's still plenty of content. In fact, I would argue that there's probably more content now because there's a bunch of people out there that are um, creating and producing content that's outside the walls of CrossFit HQ. Um, and beyond that, as an, an, as an affiliate owner, like it's up to me to produce my content. You know, I very rarely saw, Hey, I saw this video on CrossFit, CrossFit HQ's Facebook page. And now I'm going to come to your gym. It's more so, Hey, I saw this video on your Facebook page. I see that you're in the area. I'm going to come to your gym. So. And I think I agree with that statement. And I think more importantly, it became, why didn't CrossFit tell us this? They did this out of nowhere. So Fern, what, what do they owe us in those scenarios? You know, what does, whether I'm paying an affiliate fee or I'm just a CrossFit member, what does HQ owe me an explanation when they decide to get rid of social media? It, this is going to sound harsh, but nothing. They owe you nothing. That is coach Greg Glassman's company. He owes zero people explanation for any decisions that he makes. And if you don't like it, it doesn't matter if you like it. Like he literally answers to nobody. And if you don't like that idea, it still doesn't matter. And like Todd said, I mean, I can just tell you from my affiliate, number one, none of my members really paid a whole lot of attention to CrossFit.com anyway. I have seen zero effect on my business with regard to influx of people. As a matter of fact, 
we had some crazy months in October and, uh, excuse me, in September and August, as far as influx of people, guess what? No CrossFit social media, right? So it, there's this weird delusional idea that somehow the big CrossFit media machine was feeding everybody's affiliates when it absolutely was not. They took it away and people realized that there's not this overarching media production. And now they realize that the rest of us are now kind of on the hook, if you will, to produce that content, like Todd said. But my argument is you should have been doing that before anyway. I mean, we've talked about this before. My brand is not CrossFit.com. It is CrossFit Rife and Todd's is Drive Fitness and, you know, and it's North Naples CrossFit. So it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter. Like if you're not doing those things, then you're not getting business because of the things that you're not doing, not because of something that CrossFit is doing. Well, and I think as you were saying that I was most, so take you guys, for example, you know, you're assuming your affiliate fee is somewhere between 500 and $3,000. A lot of people have more invested in publicly traded companies than they do for their affiliate fee, but they don't expect to know what's going on their social media. You don't get to say so there either. I mean, this Todd, this is more your swim lane, but that's not a thing. Right. Like Todd's got more invested in Apple than his affiliate fee costs. Right. I assume or, or Starbucks or whatever you're invested in these days, but you wouldn't be mad if the CEO of Starbucks changed their social media and didn't tell you. Agreed. Yeah. You you might be, you might be mad, but you don't get a say so in it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I think people have this misconception about what the affiliate fee represents. And I think that's really the argument here. Like what do you get for your, 500, 1,000, wherever, you know, you, you came along the line of affiliate fees. What do, you, what do you get for that? Maybe we can make that more clear for people listening. Like, what do you get for that fee, Todd? Well, what coaches talked about are the things that we can't afford to do. So they are fighting for our ability to continue to train people. They are dealing with and fighting, you know, uh, the, the corporations out there like Coke and Pepsi um that are that are trying to prevent us from being able to do what we want to do so those are battles that there's no chance that we would have the 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 funds or the resources to win um and so i appreciate the fact that they are doing that is there any other argument that people are making these days about what they are entitled to in the crossfit world the direction of the company i think is the other one meaning like shifting away from when CrossFit shifted and it was very subtle, but they, I don't remember when exactly it was, but it was 2019 when coach Glassman kind of announced it is like CrossFit is no longer a fitness company. It is a health company. And a lot of people kind of have beef with that. And I, again, number one, you don't get to say so, but number two, I don't think it changes anything. I think the trouble is people are figuring they're struggling with how to navigate now because they were just on, this weird blind autopilot before, which is also not a good, a good idea. But now I think this whole thing is starting to wake people up that I need to have some direction for my company. I need to have something to do that is unique with my brand. I need to have systems in place for social media and marketing and how my brand is perceived where everybody was just banking on the overall perception of CrossFit is how my brand is perceived. Yeah, and I mean, personally, I feel the direction of CrossFit and pushing towards CrossFit Health, I think it started, you know, around the first of the year, if you go back, but if you look through .com, there's some great stuff on there, and like you've discussed on the previous podcast, Vern, it's not, you know, a B2C, it's a B2B business right now, and 
And that's what the goal is. Hey, can you go on there and become a better coach to provide to your members? You know, the truth is most of your members are not going to CrossFit.com anyway. Most of your members are going to drive or rife, if that at all. I mean, at this day and age, do many of your members still go to the website regularly? Probably not. Uh, They do because we push certain things there. However, I mean, this is a different discussion about repurposing content, Um, but our, our website, and this is a shift we made years ago. So in 2007 and 2008, and even before that, but probably from that like mid 2000s until 2010, maybe 2012, as late as then, a lot of people were using the website. And largely this is because like social media was not where it was as where they directed their members like people were it was basically a place to everybody owned a a blog essentially like it was not a a website as we know them today but you owned a blog where you put your crossfit workout and you did that and then and then at some point that shifted because you realized like that is not where i should be pointing my members like that is should be an entry point for new leads or potential customers which changes what that should look and feel like and what should be housed there we still have those things in there, but largely our website is used for capturing and converting, not like where my people look at the workout. Yep. So with all of that being said, what are affiliate owners entitled to? I mean, I want this to be the end all discussion here. I'm really frustrated with people complaining about it. I'm tired of arguing about it. I just tell people, you're not entitled to anything. You get to use the name CrossFit. It's a license. That's what you get. You get to use the name. You get to you know, tell people that you do CrossFit and you get to use the methodology. And chances are, if you're complaining, you still want to use the methodology because nothing is better. Nothing is better than CrossFit, whether it's for elite fitness or whether it's just to chase health or whether it's just to look better naked. CrossFit's what's going to get you there and everybody knows that. So what What's your, what's your final word on the topic, Todd? Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like, that's, that's what we get is the name. And at this point, the power of that brand and that name um, is, is, is valuable, whether you, you like it or not. Um, I just look at the people that are walking in my door now. Early on, you know, 10, 12 years ago, it was all the hard chargers, the people who were really fit anyways, and looking for a new challenge and kind of a little bit messed up in the sense that they were looking for something that was really, really hard. Nowadays, the the model has changed. All of those people are already doing CrossFit. So now the new people that are walking in the door are ones that are pretty deconditioned. They're out of shape. They're looking to get in shape. Um, And so like the regionals, any of that kind of stuff really doesn't matter to them. And it doesn't matter to me as a business owner. Like I want those people coming in the door. And I think at this point to, to have, you know, information and the message coming from HQ that's talking about CrossFit health and showing and proving that CrossFit now is for everybody and not just those, you know, high performing or, you know, elite level athletes that does nothing but help my business. I think I was one of the lucky ones. I talked my mom into doing CrossFit in 2009 and she's been doing it since then but a majority of her friends and the people around her were like, there's no way I can do that. That's way too hard for me. And nowadays the, the message has changed and people have seen that it is for them at their age and their ability levels. Um, and that's done nothing but help my business. And I'll be honest with you. I like dealing with those people a lot more than the ones that 
come into my gym and try to think that they're going to qualify for something anyways. Cause I find that most of them are a lot like you, Jay, and the fact that they're divas and they're really worried about their workouts or think that the programming matters when in reality it doesn't. But they can't do 50 back squats. Most Fern, of our members can. Most of my members can, for sure. Fern, what's your final opinion? I, I, a lot of what Todd said, right? So, like, what you're entitled to is you get to use the name. You're entitled to that overarching legal protection that none of us will ever really be privy to or understand, like, what the repercussions of that are. But it's a big deal. The licensure things that they're combating, the money they're spending there is a big deal, both on fitness and nutrition all of that stuff. And I just think that it's really one of these things where a lot of people are now understanding that they now have to shore up some weaknesses within their business. If, if you were relying on, forget CrossFit, if you're relying on any entity to do something for you and you are an entrepreneur, like that is a vulnerability that you need to, to sort out. Like I, it doesn't matter what it is. Like you have to figure that out. And largely it's the social media or the direction of CrossFit. And I would argue that neither one of those things should be your direction or your media for your brand because it's unique. Like if you haven't figured that out, like that's the first thing I would do. Like what is your brand? What do you want? What do you want people to say about your brand? You need to figure that out for your own business. And then from a standpoint, I really do want to beat this drum about legally. If you're just going to drop your affiliate and continue to do CrossFit, like you have major legal repercussions coming your way at some point. At some point, you're going to get a cease and desist letter that says, hey, you're doing CrossFit. You just decided you, for whatever reason, you didn't want to pay $3,000 to do that. So you can't continue to use the brand. Now, again, if you want to do something else and if you want to go the ways of the OTFs or the Barry's Bootcamp and just change your, your program and your methodology as a whole, then by all means, do that. The other side of that coin, which I think is even worse or, or potentially more ignorant, is there's a lot of people who think, because I had somebody hit me up yesterday, they're like, hey, they want to rebrand because CrossFit is scary, right? A, I think that's a complete cop-out, number one. Because you know what, for whatever reason, people thought that yesterday, but all of a sudden you're worried about it today. And then my question is, what are you doing about that? If you're just sitting around and complaining, well, then I can't help you. Like you should have been doing something about that or whatever, which goes back to how people perceive your brand. But the other thing that I see is like you generally, when somebody rebrands, it accompanies a lot of other changes. It's not like I just changed the name, right? I changed the name because somebody got a hold of me and basically said, you have terrible business practices, you need to put systems in place, you need to put all these other things in place. And then they attribute the brand switch to their success when the brand switch was literally the last thing. All you did was put good business practices on your business. So what you should do is just do that with your CrossFit gym and, and get better at that, right? And it's just this weird kind of backwards idea that like somehow changing the brand is going to make all these people flood into your gym when it is absolutely not going to happen. Like it is not how it works. If I, if I change CrossFit Rife to Rife Fitness, nothing is going to change with regard to the number of people that walk in my door, like zero. Anything that changes is going to be a direct reflection of things that I do to make people come in the door. Almost nothing to do with the brand. So that's, that's my two cents. <laughs> I think we did a good job explaining to people that basically they have no right to be frustrated with CrossFit. CrossFit's a 
What would you, is it a billion dollar business these days? It's a billion dollar industry. <laughs> I don't know, Jay. I'm just trying to get 500 members at my gym and just <laughs> sell it for a million dollars because it's easy, they say. It's easy. Um, <laughs> so point is, I think, you know, let's let me phrase this for affiliate owners that are listening. We've all been there. The three of us have owned affiliates and we've all made decisions that not every member loved and they complained about it. You know, maybe behind our backs, maybe to our faces, but it was because they felt entitled because they were a paying member. And we probably all have that in certain areas of our life. You know, Todd was upset that Burger King started offering the impossible burger. Right. And he could, <laughs> Aren't you the only vegetarian <laughs> on the call right now? So, but point being, hey, you're you're entitled to your opinion. You can gripe. But at the end of the day, Burger King or your affiliate or Coach Glassman, they're all making decisions that they believe are best for their business. And at the end of the day, we can't really argue with that because we don't run the business. We don't know what goes through his head. We don't know what he's trying to accomplish at the, you know, by to leave his legacy. But we're lucky enough that we get to use the affiliate model and, and use CrossFit in our, in our name. And maybe the three of us are too biased. I don't know. Is that possible? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% biased. I'm not going to deny that. But, but I still think I have the ability to be objective. Like, I, for instance, nothing that we, any of us have talked about is entirely subjective in nature. Like all the things we talked about, for the most part, could, we could measure any one of those kind of talking points in some way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, we hope that helps. If you, if you have heard people complaining, share this episode with them. You know, feel free to send them directly to us. They can DM us on best hour of their day on Instagram and other areas. But we're happy to have an open dialogue about it. I just had gotten to the point where I'm frustrated of hearing it, frustrated of seeing it on social media and, and wanted to address it. So hopefully we did. CrossFit doesn't know you anything. If you're unhappy with it, it's very simple. Deaffiliate and stop using the CrossFit methodology. But most people are not willing to do that. They want Coach Glassman to give him a text asking him if every decision he's about to make is acceptable. And that's not not gonna happen. I mean, he texts me and I give him some <laughs> solid I give him some solid advice. I mean it's easy. I was the direction for the couch on the on the new <laughs> website. I told him, Hey, let's get a floral couch. Let's do this thing right. <laughs> and um but I hey. I think it's going to do nothing but grow the brand. It's going to help the world. And I think it's great at the affiliate level if people just have a little bit of patience. All right, guys, that's it. Done. Hopefully that helps. We'll be back next week with more episodes. We have some great interviews coming up. Yesterday, this week so far, we've had uh, Sean Woodland. We had our episode with 50 back squats. We've got some other great episodes coming in. Fern and I are going to be on the road. Hey, if you are in a box in Raleigh, North Carolina, hit us up immediately. We might swing by. All right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and send us any feedback you have to at Best Hour of Their Day on Instagram and best hour of their day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.